Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. And tonight we're not discussing any Bare Naked Lady song specifically. Instead, we are taking a deep dive into talking to two people who have had extensive contact with the Bare Naked Ladies themselves and have done an amount of work with them. Um, it, I'm extremely excited because we talked these people that I, we are talking to tonight. Well, I will reference back to last week's discussion where last week, both Heidi and Aaron in the middle of the episode started geeking out about these people because these are the people that did the work on the polywog in a bog video we we love the video so much oh. and luckily we were able to reach out and find noah genex and erica reed noah did the puppets and made the puppets as well as controlled the puppet for i believe steve ed the polywog and i was everybody one. Yeah. <laughs> and Erica was was uh the producer behind the scenes. Is that correct? Yeah. We did it. Yep. Yeah, we did it. It was it was us. Exciting. And I and we are very excited one of my to talk to you moments. not only about yeah, that adventure, but also a lot of the other stuff that in diving down the deep rabbit hole of your work we found and we're like oh my gosh we really need to talk to these guys they are like gods to us at this point <laughs> growing up on on jim henson like anyone that yeah. can do puppetry work um and, and as a person that like avenue q is definitively my favorite broadway play of all time um and <laughs> I'm curious about that too because I know that the puppets were very, very different than John Tartaglia's work and uh -huh. the, and the originals. So I'm really curious to talk about that. Sure, yeah. Obsessed with John Tartaglia, <laughs> and I'm a musical theater dork, um, very much so. Very big fan of Avenue Q, and I'm so like your vision in changing the puppet <laughs> design and ideas to take it to that other the other form and i i read an article that says basically you forged that allowed the production to forge its own path so i got lots of questions i'm sorry tracy no i <laughs> i am trying not to geek out myself right now so uh it is my pleasure to introduce noah gen x and erica reed yay <laughs> and it was much rejoicing thank you for being here thank yeah, you thank you for both. Having thank you for sorry, having i just us. had a uh a Bob's Burgers moment. <laughs> it's funny because the reason I'm connected to this video at all is because I was an obsessive, obsessive Bare Naked Ladies fan <laughs> for years before this ever happened. And Erica can attest to that. Like, basically, I emailed the band and said, wow. hey, uh, do you guys need a video? I do puppets and I had, they had done the winded up, uh, fan video, uh, like the air guitar, like contest or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, submitted for that, uh, filming like puppets that I uh, had built. This is my cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and just submitted that because I was like, air puppets are my air guitar. And, uh, and that got in. And so like, uh, it made it into the final fan video. And that was real. I just used that as a doorway to email. Uh, I just, actually, I was talking to Erica's husband, uh, at the time. Um, and I said, what do you think I should, do you think I should email the band or like what? And, and he literally just said, what's the worst that could happen? Right. You know, yeah. they say no. And so <laughs> I emailed this address. I had at network that, uh, it was basically like, Hey, I have this idea for this video. Uh, what do you think? And could you pass this on to the band? And 10 minutes later, like I was getting ready to leave my apartment. And 10 minutes later, this email came back from Adam Smith that just said, I'm not going to pass this on to anybody because I'm their manager. And I think this is a great idea. <laughs> and at that point, I was screwed. <laughs> Did you just freak out and scream like a little, like, 12-year-old girl? Like, yeah. I, I was like... Excitement and panic. Yeah, exactly. That's That was... Like, the, you oh, know, crap. We are going to do this. Right. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Now I have to do it. <laughs> um, you know, like, I spent the next, <clears throat> I don't know, five weeks or something building building puppets for it and i'm sure that that like i'm skipping way ahead but uh and then like the week before we shot the video uh erica and i went out to the suburbs of chicago because bare naked ladies was coming through and playing a borders uh which tells you of the time it was uh <laughs> and um borders, and that, we that would be the that would be the snack time the snack time tour yeah, yeah. And so uh, we went and saw the show and then met them afterwards in the stock room of the Borders. Uh, and you can cut this part out if you want to. Uh, but like we know, we, Erica said to me afterwards when we went to lunch, she was like, Did y'all notice how Ty, uh, Ed, Jim, and Kevin were on one side of the room? And Steve and uh, his girlfriend were on the other side of the room. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and I I had no idea, you know. Uh, anyway, so nice um, catch. <laughs> back. To, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we went uh, and met them in the stockroom uh, of the Borders, and they were like, you know, making fun of each other and making fun of the puppets, and like it was just uh, you know exactly how you would expect them to be, you know. Uh, and they, I think Tyler had a couple notes about his puppet, uh, which um, he like wanted the sunglasses changed and wanted a different shirt. Mm -hmm. And then Ed took that opportunity to be, uh, I have them here, um, to like, he said, oh, nice. yeah, and could you like uh, just remove all the fur from like <laughs> the top of his head here? Because Ty was going very bald at the moment. Oh my goodness. Um, That's great. And, uh, they were just like making fun of each other and like uh, it was just a it was a bare naked love fest really um and i the next weekend we uh, shot the video like in in a 20 hour marathon session like wow. we got there at like That's amazing that must have been intense yeah 6 o'clock in the morning and left i don't know at like 3 the next day wow. or something 
That's crazy. I don't know if you've listened, probably not, but if you have a chance to listen to our recording about Pollywog in a bog, we talk a lot about the video, which is why then we reached out because we were so excited and we love the video so much. How how long did it take you to mock up the the what each character was? Like how and Mm. like did you just say Steve's an owl? Uh, um and you know Jim's a fox. Funnily well, enough, Steve fox. was <laughs> yeah, hey. Uh Steve was probably the first one. Let's see. I think I have the uh the original sketch. Oh um, my gosh. I'm so excited. Uh, While you look for it, I'm going to jump in and say yeah, please a, do. a great thing. I've also was a geeked out fan since high school. My um I grew up in Mississippi, but my dad worked in satellite dishes. And so we were able to get much music. So my brother oh, nice. and I were like, you know, okay. from the jump, like obsessed. So uh, we saw them in concert, we all sorts of stuff. So getting to meet them and work with them in a professional manner was such a surreal moment in life where you're like, how fortunate am I that I get to have, like, this is where my life is, that we get to have this experience. And the thing that I most remember about the border stockroom meeting was how excited they all were to see the actual puppets of themselves and to like play with them and put them on and get to like interact with them. Because (laughs) in that moment, instead of us being fans for them, like we were equal professionals, they were in awe of Noah's skills, which I'm always in awe of his skills. And we, you know, obviously were lifelong fans. So it was a beautiful moment of collaboration. I, yeah. and, and like, I'm so glad that you, that you were there to like observe that from the outside because like I had blacked out zero memory of that. Like <laughs> I remember talking to them and I remember like turning around because like I heard Steve behind me just say something's wrong with my puppet and I turned around and like the owl was like laying dead in Steve's arms just because he was just being a nerd you know like um, I will say uh, I had met them at like an autograph signing at like MixFest in like 2000 or something which is a good thing because uh, I was at that show I was oh yeah there. yeah uh I don't know if y'all have met them in person, yeah, but like, Tyler uh, signed my boobs. I so, mean, he signed my T-shirt. But sure, on the boob area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like seeing, being in front of Ed and seeing his eyes, I don't know that I would have been able to like finish a sentence, mm. <laughs> and like because his eyes are just like so perfect perfectly blue mm-hmm. you know um which is the first thing i noticed about him um but uh i can't even remember what i was saying now ed's eyes just transfixed me um <laughs> it was an overwhelming experience because it was it was like we had our own personal vip treatment yeah, yeah. meet and greet but in a way to say oh look Here's yeah. the thing that we get to do. Your album is amazing. And we get, we're going to do this thing for you and we're going to see how it turns out. And I mean, I, I mean, I get teary every time I watch the video. It's like, honestly, one of the things that I'm most like in awe that I got to be a part of, like in my career, which 
has lots of things. I've had a great career. And then I'm like, every now and then I'll be like, oh, right, we flip and made a <laughs> lady video. Like, legit. <laughs> wild and it is a amazing video like watching it numerous times this week i mean my kids grew up watching this video um and matter of fact last week when i when i put it on for my daughter to do her ranking of the song she's like oh i remember this video we watched it all the time when we were little uh my daughter was born about five years after we did the video uh, and uh to this day, anytime we pass, like I have uh, countless videos of her when she was very small. Anytime we would pass like a cut off tree or something, she would run up to it and jump on it and go, whip it, whip it, the tadpole zip. Like she would just <laughs> do the Ed rap standing on this stump. Oh, uh, that's adorable. And it, like it, it, the other thing is like, we were there for 20 hours straight. Like that, that was a long haul. Yeah. And yeah. nobody, there was like a, I don't know, 35 person crew, something like that. Not one person got tired of that song, like <laughs> for the entire shoot. And, you know, like uh, Jimmy C can write uh, like uh, a good hook of a song that doesn't, you know, that doesn't get on your nerves. Like, because working in production and working in, you know, especially children's entertainment sometimes, like the songs are just, you know, like you mm -hmm. want to find anywhere else to be, you know, but like, yeah, Jim and, and Ed, it holds up. It, it wasn't just the 20 hours that day, too, because, I mean, there's Absolutely. so much editing and animation that Noah did after. So that was just months of you listening to the song over and over <laughs> no. again. Um, a cool thing. So my husband Fuzzy was also a producer on the on the shoot, and so we uh, Noah sort of used our home as his work studio for the editing of it, which was great. I mean, we loved it. Um, so we got to like see every little change that he would make each day, and uh, I mean, you really spent a lifetime with that song because from start yeah. to finish of production to when it was done was a good chunk of change. And like there would be there would be moments where because I lived at their house basically for like yeah. you know a month and a half and there I would had such tunnel vision like on this thing and like I think Jim calls it like being in the jungle or something on you know on like a, like I had such tunnel vision that sometimes like and much to their credit like I you know am so glad they did this but like Fuzzy and Erica would come home and they would just look at me and just say go away. <laughs> for like four hours or whatever you know just because like it was yeah. their house you know or be and, like it's time for you to eat now we made right. you this dinner yeah <laughs> or like i would be and i would fall asleep in the chair and fuzzy would literally like pick me up and like move me to the he's like okay you can lay down you know and like then he would take over editing for a couple hours wow. or whatever yeah. you know and like i just i remember endless hours of sitting there like i think like erica was binging sex in the city at that point or something yeah and, uh... i was going through a, a heavy grief period because my father had recently died and um and actually we recorded the video on uh my parents anniversary may 17th so it was oh, wow. 14 14 years ago on may 17th and uh so 
that was my coping mechanism was it was great to have a beloved friend always around in the house. And, um, I, that's how I grieved, groved. So I I mostly grieved was eating, eating cake and, uh, (laughs) watching the entire sex in the city series, which was great. And then I got fuzzy and Noah addicted to it as well. Yeah. <laughs> they hated it at first and then by the end they were like, Are you gonna watch it tonight? <laughs> I love this story so much because you think that they would like the idea that you were both huge fans me yeah. since the early nineties. Yeah. And then you reaching out and them saying, Yeah, that's a great idea. Like I didn't know that's the way it happened. Yeah. That's even I, I more read. beautiful for me. And yeah. Their response and their as it's you're always concerned when you meet, I'm not going to go as far to say heroes, but people you really admire, I mean, love their work so much. And when you need them, you know, they can either be not what you expect. Right. Like, and, and I'm so glad to hear that that's not what you've experienced. I have, I I listened to them talking and in like giving interview, like literally so much through my formative years, because I was pretty sheltered growing up. And then when I was 18, uh, I uh, went over to my best friend's house and he introduced me to Bare Naked Ladies and I would like, we would have sleepovers and like, uh, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Um, like he, he like gave me a second life uh, through his friendship and through this this band. And like he, so uh, I have a semi-permanent Canadian accent because I listen to so much. I do. And to I listen to so much. Like, if somebody were to ask me what my very Bare Naked Ladies album was, I would say it's probably either um, Massey Hall uh, from, like, April of 93 or the WDET, uh, like, when they played on the radio where Tyler was playing the trash can. You know, like, <laughs> it, like it literally... Uh, I, they were my life for a long time. <laughs> I do an homage to the Bare Naked Ladies every time I perform on stage with my band. Um, and it's really subtle, and I'm probably the only one who knows that I do it. But I'm a DJ of an all female Beastie Boys tribute. We're called She's Crafty. And awesome. whenever it's pretty great, whenever um, you're like my favorite person, no, I rewrote no is, sleep in Brooklyn. Like, is that amazing. connected no to the song that is on? you, you and I are going to be best friends. I'm going to like, great. I'm, I'm going to live it. in your house for a while. Like no, it's <laughs> yeah. I'll make is sure that you're properly fed and hydrated. <laughs> Is that connected to the song that's on the website for you, Noah? The the BC Boys, uh, uh, like no, you know song? what? That uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Tell oh, okay. Erica, tell your st- tell your story. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, anytime that they like reference, um, so my initials are ENRG, so I'm DJ Energy. So whenever like the BC Boys love to shout out to all their different DJs, whenever they do, I always try to like be drinking water or like eating something. Like whenever the camera would be on me <laughs> in my big solo, and it just tickles me. It's from uh, the Enid drum solo, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. That's fantastic. Only a deep dive fan would get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> and like, wow. and because they did. So, uh, yes, it is t- uh, like your question was like, is it somehow tied to like the thing uh, on the website? Like the only 
the only reason I know uh, Shaky Rump as well as I do is because Bare Naked Ladies covered it so much. Mm -hmm. And like there, there's that, uh, you know, the line uh, uh, where I think it's Andy says, uh, is your name Oscar Goldman? And, <laughs> and it just goes, no, I'm my, my name's Clarence. Like it's, I, I didn't know that the, <laughs> the actual lyric was, you know, like them just saying Michael Diamond's name, like, cause, uh, cause I learned it from the Barry ladies, you know, <laughs> with Tyler doing that crazy. Tyler like, doing near and far that uh, he was meant to be a puppet. Like he was you know, just meant to be a puppet. It's like, well, going like, back my to... favorite little things that they did near far. Like, <laughs> Well, if I can circle back to uh, Heidi's initial query, um, and and no, believe no, me, no, no, because we all, we will get lost in tangents, tangents like, off tangents off tangents. I am totally fine because I'm loving every minute of this. Um, but it, but it, I did want to ask uh, Noah. So like, yeah. you had mentioned that some of the band members had like some feedback based on the puppets when they first saw mm -hmm. them. Were they involved at all in the initial creative process, or was it totally on you to be like, "Oh, he's definitely a fox," or "Oh, he's definitely okay, an owl"? So, yeah, let me. Uh, I if I can share for a second. Uh, yeah, let's um, see. Uh, do they have second. sharing ability? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can do that. Give me a <laughs> minute. My and you have one of them up behind you there, Tracy. But um, oh yeah. So, uh, I should say that. Uh, Another person that was heavily involved in the creation of the video uh, is uh, one of my uh, one of my best friends, uh, a puppeteer from Phoenix named Stacy Gordon, who uh, uh, we met earlier that year, and I was talking to her all the time, and um, she, I pitched the idea to her after I talked to Fuzzy, um, and. She, uh, I initially wanted them all to be, once I learned what song we were going to be doing, um, I said to her, maybe they should be all be frogs. And so I had this idea to make them all frogs, but she, like, I think it was her idea that was like, you oh, should probably man, just do like different, you know, animals. So cool. And so this was the first drawing that I did and they didn't really vary too far from yeah, uh, I can definitely see from the design. This design. In, yeah. In the, oh yeah. my gosh. That's now, adorable. How, I'm noticing in this first design. <laughs> That's by the amazing. Way, they are so incredibly close to uh, uh, this picture. It's amazing. But the, the what I do notice. Like <laughs> <laughs> I really captured him. I do notice in looking at this that Andy's not in there. And I and I thought it was right. really cool, by the way, that you made Andy another fox, of course. Well, so Andy, uh, I in listening to the song, I emailed Adam and I said, "Hey, there's this other, there's like a steel drum in there. Who is playing that? Should I make a puppet of that?" And in my head, I was, <laughs> I was like, "Let it be Andy, please let it be Andy." And then he emailed back. He's like, "That's Jim's brother, Andy Cregan." I'm like, "Yeah," because like yeah. I had already met Jim and Andy when. Brothers Cregan came through Chicago Same. Uh, years earlier. Um, and uh, this is another, you know, tangent on a tangent. I uh, was late to their show because I had a show of my own. And I came and I, after, you know, they were hanging out in the bar afterwards. And I said, I'm, I had a show previous to this. 
I'm sorry that I'm late. I use one of your songs in the house music for our show. And they were more interested in whatever show it was that I was doing yeah. than they were cool. in like just the two of them. Like Andy Cregan is like, uh, I, I choke up talking about him. because He's just, we, we, he's so we got amazing. to have him on the show a few weeks ago or uh, about what, a couple months ago now, a couple months ago now. Yeah. yeah. We all stand girl out over Andy. Uh, yeah. I love, love Andy. There's Great some, guy. uh, po- some web show, some like YouTube show where some dude is like interviewing him in the back of a minivan or something. <laughs> and like, I w- watch that on like, uh, repeat sometimes like just he is uh, just the coolest (laughs) ever and through my you know fanship of them i made friends with mike evan uh who um was like you know a frequent collaborator of theirs and like Mm -hmm. was on the cruise a couple times and like uh, mike and Andy are so similar in some way that it just like I I just love all of them. Like, it's, <laughs> did any they, of the band member did did you keep all the puppets or did anyone get to keep theirs? Did so, they want to keep theirs? Whereas, like, I can imagine, like, you know, they're trying to shove it underneath their shirt. Like, you know, no, you can't have this back. The funny thing is, so we made the video. Uh, the video dropped. And then, like, maybe four weeks later, Steve got arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, <laughs> it, I'm sure they could not care less about, you know, the puppets at that point. Because, yeah, like, kind of 2008 was, like, a, not a great year for that. Yeah. Like, you know, Steve yeah. got arrested and then Ed crashed his plane and then Ed's mom died. And, you know, like, so, like, that whole year was just a wash. So, uh, and I'm not, I wasn't trying to take advantage of that, but like they were supposed to retain the puppets and they just never, and I think they switched management. Like they moved away from a network, you know? So like they just never uh, inquired about getting the puppets back. And, you know, I've thought over the years of like reaching out to them, but at this point, like, the puppets are like, you know, stiff and oh, you know, like. Oh my god! They are so they're still adorable, but like. Okay. No, they never. They didn't. I've had them this whole time. Um, <laughs> so honestly, to answer your Steve question, puppets, Steve puppets my favorite. Oh, wait, hang on. It's just my favorite. The sweater the glasses, vest. the sweater so vest. Like, yeah. It's just... So I see in the drawing the sweater vest isn't on there. What? Like no. that is such a Steve thing. Like. Well, that the sweater vest came from that Borders appearance, like ah. because you know when you're on tour, you just wear pretty much the same really? thing. Every like Ed had that weird like leather jacket with the like <laughs> the you know dark crystal designs on the elbows or whatever, <laughs> you know. And so like I just took, I was like Steve's in like an orange sweater, and so I literally like that week I went to the children's place and found that's so great. a sweater vest. Uh, I think it was white. And I just hand dyed it orange. Wow. Um, This is so amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm so geeking out right now. So, like, Um, I 
I, I I don't want to give too much praise, but I have to say, like, you are an amazing puppeteer because oh while I'm watching the video and even watching you right now, like the you just came to life right there. Yeah, you the the puppet <laughs> looks like it is a real live character. The little tiny movements, the little like even in the in the video, like there's these little spots where. The puppet doesn't need to be moving, but it is its own character, even when it's not singing and it's doing these little tiny mannerisms. Some of the mannerisms I wrote down, I was like, oh my God, that is such a Steve mannerism right that mm. you just did right there. Why? Oh my gosh. Steve is staring at Jim like they would during a concert <laughs> instead of looking yeah. at the screen. Like it became apparent, one, how much you loved the band and knew the band and the way they oh, interacted absolutely. on stand, stage but also just the fact that you like you were then able to transcribe that onto a film was just awe-inspiring to me uh well um thank thank you <laughs> uh a, a, uh a lot of that uh i'm gonna be completely honest a lot of that was just uh the puppeteers that i had uh were and are like the best I've ever worked with. And they just knew how to, we had one rehearsal the day before, but wow. like my two main puppeteers uh, are on Sesame street now, wow. yeah. you know? And I so like they knew how to act with the puppets. Like uh, Steve for the most part was played by uh, my friend Stacy. Um, and uh, I, one tiny thing is uh, this white neck here that you can't see or uh, see in the podcast because it's audio, but uh, um, was added much later. Like when we shot the video, uh, there was no sleeve here. So like if if Stacy had gone like this and I have some mm. outtakes that I've been watching, like you could just see her wrist because <laughs> like we were working up until the moment that like somebody came and picked me up for the, you know, for the shoot um, to I, my mom uh, at the time said, this is the first time I've stayed up all night in probably since you were little, you know, yeah. like mm. it, uh, w I stayed up for, for probably uh, 48 hours and then uh, until we you know started the shoot and then I was up for another 20 like so we it was down to the last minute and I just never got around to making him a neck and so there was little pieces of elastic connecting his head to his body at the time um, but yeah like uh, the puppeteers that I had like Stacy and Frankie were just really good they know what they're doing you know and uh, and it just through, I think, hearing the song over and over again, pardon me, um, they picked up on the natural relationship that the, the band has uh, with each other. Um, the only thing that I knowingly did that was like a direct reference to something uh, uh, Ed did, I think, hang on. Um, this thing? <laughs> yes, that thing. Uh, I had seen a video of them talking about making a uh, born on a pirate ship uh, where like, I think Ty went out on the balcony and was like, just doing this, like, like 
out at the city, you know, like, and so I had Ed do that, you know, like in the rap at the end as it's fading out or whatever. Uh, how, did, how did he become a flying squirrel? Because that was like unusual. Like how did he become a flying squirrel? squirrel? Yeah. Um. So basically after the frogs went away, like after it was decided that they weren't going to be frogs, um, I just sort of looked up what animals would be around in a forest in Canada and just cast it based on who I thought they would want to, you know, who I thought they would be. And like, I knew, uh, let's see. Like I made Kevin a possum because <laughs> Kevin is just weird. You know, <laughs> he's so a perfect true. possum. I think. He oh would yeah. Agree. Yeah. I think he, so too, Aaron. <laughs> he, uh, Quiet, not assuming. <laughs> like oh you know, like all of the all of the videos and like all the interviews I've heard with him, like he just is bizarre, you know. And so like, uh, <laughs> and just brilliant. And I just thought he looked just like a a little possum, you know. Like, <laughs> and my cousin knitted this hat for us. I gave her the dimensions of the head, and you know. I mean, I, like, I just need to shout out the 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 amazing team that know there's the Noogenics Puppet Company because like your dad made the instruments, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Oh yeah. yeah, it really is like a family affair, and that's cool. The detail and oh, the attention to every puppet that you create is just next level. My dad. Well, I was just going to say, like, you did all of that in five weeks. Something like that. Like, we got, so we got to the, all right, let me back up. Um, My dad, uh, at the time, uh, didn't like the name Bare Naked Ladies. Like, he, you know, thought it, he was, like, you know, was offended by it. And I still... I always got questionable looks from my um, principals in high school when yeah. I would wear my bare-naked lady shirt. <laughs> and, like, and still he made a tiny Hofner bass, and he made, like, the, you know, the two guitars. Right. Yeah. He made uh, an exact replica of the piano that we had in my parents' living room. And... He finished it was beautiful and I looked at it and I said that is too long. <laughs> and so my dad <laughs> chopped it in half oh and God. like shortened it down and like rearranged the keys so they were all appropriately sized or whatever. Like it the amount of work that he did like Tyler's drum set was like coffee cans and tuna cans, you know that <laughs> We went uh, and found like some, you know, textures uh, website and like for like wood grain and printed out a whole bunch of like wood, you know, wood grain and uh, wrapped it around the cans. And the guitars were here. Hang on. Um, well, and he did the snack time logo on the front of the drum. Uh, yeah, that was me. I, I like I yeah, printed cool. that out and, and, you know, put it on. But like this guitar is this is steve's guitar from the video but like it is still good like it's foam core that he you know printed out on uh, photo paper so it would be shiny this you know edge piece um but like this top 
is just a uh you know a printout like <laughs> this bridge is wooden and these are i think straight pins for the yeah. you know oh, okay uh, i see them but like but you would never think that no. by watching it in the video no, especially when it was new like it was you know it had been made that week and the only instrument that already existed was uh the double bass for mm. jim which was just a violin uh <laughs> that a friend of mine had stolen from someplace oh, oh, that, you know um and school 92 is missing a violin still to this day <laughs> so like i and i based initially when i made the the winded up video i like based everything around that violin because i was like i jim's got to have a violin and i didn't have these puppets yet so i just you know cast the band out of whatever characters i already had you know and like uh but i used that uh the violin and i used a little miniature electric guitar or whatever like and and it wasn't until the you know the video that my my dad made all these instruments my mom uh stitched the coverings of most of you know like all the puppets and like uh stacy and my friend jeremy who was another puppeteer on the on the video like were there with me basically all night uh before uh, the, the night before um and then my dad drove them back to where they were staying like it it was really just a group effort and it wasn't through anything stronger than me you know uh just like at one point during the video, one of our puppeteers, Amanda, showed up and she looked at me. She was like, hey, what do you want me to? Oh, you have crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was like, I'm going to ask somebody else what I should do. Because, you know, at that point I had been up, you know, for like yeah. 50, 57 hours or something. Oh, you know? man. You um, make replica puppet, like a backup puppet just in case anything happened? You, nope. That's it. One shot. <laughs> yep. And were there two were there two gym puppets? Because I noticed that they switched out they switched instruments during No, I mean uh, he uh, we just uh unstitched him from the from the violin <laughs> and stitched him to the uh to the uh to the you know little this little Hoffner bass that he has mm-hmm. in the thing. Like um so there were six puppets uh plus the polywog. Uh, well, the polywog right is here. great, by the way. We love the polywog. There it is. Yeah, he's used in the logo for you your company, make? right? It's so cute. So the logo for my company is another thing. Like I, you know, months later, I reached out to Jim. Yeah. And uh, and I said, hey, do you mind if I use the beginning of the song for my, you know, production logo? And he misunderstood me and he was like uh, what's happened do you you want to change the video somehow and i was like no 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 i just i i just want to use those four notes from the beginning of the you know song and he was like oh uh, that's fine whatever you know like <laughs> uh and so you know i have that to, i to yeah. credit him for you know like the years of uh it's and I like sh- I like shot a puppet version of it, you know, uh, several years later of my production logo that like it just didn't look good. So I didn't, you know, want to uh, uh, I wanted it to to remain the, you know, uh, spotlessness that it is in the you know original uh, production logo. But oh, this is the polywog. Yeah. 
and his oh his tail uh, is just on a little piece of. Oh my there. god! That's so cool. And it was nothing more than you know than this in the video, like uh, literally uh, in front of a blue screen, like mm. me doing this. <laughs> and somewhere I have, hang on. Um, there's the one shot. Uh, uh, Erica's husband Fuzzy and I went to uh, a like a pond uh, nearby and like got down near the water and shot all this like uh like plate footage like this stock footage to use um of the pond and there's one shot where the frog is like swimming up out of the water and it like this is all that existed of that puppet ever and it was just like me in front of a green screen you know doing that and my hand doesn't even fit all the way into this thing you know so it was just like up close like that Reaching the shore with the yeah. whole world to explore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, wow. And now, if I say those words in front of my daughter, uh, <laughs> she will go into <laughs> the whole rap. The rap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, it was just this, and you know, that's like, great. Um, How inspired yeah. were you? Aaron brought this up uh, when we were doing the yeah. song um, episode. Emmett Otter, uh, honestly, that's, yeah. I'm sure you get that a lot. Um, yeah. And like the, the immediate vision was so Emmett Otter and from the characterization to the puppets to just their, their general personas were, was that an inspiration for you? I'm sure it was like uh, the three uh, main featured puppeteers in the video are myself and Frankie and, uh, Stacy and uh, the three of us are all like enormous Henson yeah, fans, and in, you know, like so. Uh, I'm sure it was ingrained in there, you know, like, um, and obviously, we have an otter, so like, uh, I wasn't attempting to no. you know, mimic that at all, but like, it just happen you build a puppet the otter it's gonna look vas- well, yeah. you know vaguely it's a band. like it's a band too of, of <laughs> right yeah that's, that's true yeah, yeah, that yeah that is true but, <laughs> yeah yeah but, well can you Noah? can you hold up uh 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 geez wow kevin again yeah um i the only two that i don't have here are the fox brothers uh because uh jim sorry you probably can't hear me jim is okay. still stitched to his violin oh yeah <laughs> Because I have, uh, I'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, I've I've done a couple other things with those puppets uh, since then. Uh, I can show you that too. Um, so yeah, what were you gonna say? Oh, just when I saw when I saw Kevin's puppet in particular, like for me, Emmett Otter is probably like my favorite Christmas movie of all time, uh-huh. and it just really gave me these warm feelings of nostalgia and like. Look how lifelike he is. That's so cool. You know, even to this day, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm having a little bit of like a, a fan fan moment here. This is so cool. <laughs> you can't, I wish you, I wish the listeners could see the way that he's, he's manipulating, uh, Kevin here. And he's so lifelike. <laughs> we become children and Noah, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm sorry, Aaron, go ahead. Finish your. Oh, no, 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 not at all. I was, I was just basically saying like, 
I don't know. Like, is there something, uh, and this is a question for both Kevin and Erica. I know uh, Kevin does most of the, I'm sorry, not Kevin, geez. <laughs> uh, Noah, Noah and Erica, um, I know Noah is doing most of the actual puppeteering here, but like, is there something about the medium of like using puppets to communicate something or to uh, to create a story that is just different for you? And, and what drew you to that specifically? I'm gonna, I'll start by uh, first saying that in, in Noah's uh, repertoire of his puppets, um, each character has a very um, detailed and uh, illustrious backstory and each character has a relationship with each other. So it's, it's a kind of um, magical thing to put them in any scenario and to see how they would react in that situation and then also with each other how they interact with each other and because we've done so many shows with these characters we mm. did a live monthly show for a long time we've done a lot of web stuff um i mean it's like an extended family these different characters uh and they each have such a distinct personality so it, mm -hmm. it's cool to be able to um with the medium of puppets like you can do so much more on stage with them because everything is already a little like surreal as it is and things that humans maybe couldn't do. Like, you know, we can't, you know, fly away on a hot air balloon, but puppets sure can, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, on stage. So it, it's neat to be able to say, okay, let's put these, these, personalities in this situation and see what happens and how can we make it happen and how can we take this to the next level with more than what would just exist in this space that we're in right now and i'll i'll add to that by saying uh it, i i don't know how to do anything else <laughs> so um this is my way of communicating and it's yeah. like it's uh, all of these characters have such a rich backstory um because uh, like i've created them all but also then i give them to specific people and those specific collaborators mm. um infuse them with yeah. their own personalities to the point where I've had, you know, when people can't show up for shoots or whatever, others have to fill in and they'll like put on a puppet and start talking and I'll just go to them and I'll say, that does, that That's pig not... does not sound like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and somebody else would be like, nobody else knows that, you know? <laughs> and I'll say, but I do. It's important. Yeah, it's you know, important. like yeah, yeah. if you oh, looked yeah. at Homer and he started, you know, talking like this like it wouldn't that wouldn't be homer you know like homer has to talk like you know like so it's uh i don't know if that answers your question at all but no i think that's a, those you, are both wonderful answers thank you yeah when did you start making puppets and know that that was where mm -hmm. you could you know create be that when did that become your creative outlet were you young in school like i was 12 uh, uh, or fourteen. Do you remember um, your first puppet, like character's name and like their personality? Yeah, I still use him. I used him the other day. He, Who's your uh, his name is Ferdinand, uh, and I made him out of a like a P 
piece of mattress foam that I like cut in half and then I put like a hole in the top for my oh, fingers wow. and a hole in the bottom for my thumb and you know like used duct tape as a hinge and then my mom you know my mom has been sewing since she was uh, you know uh, very little so like she, uh, she has uh, a lifetime of uh, sewing experience and so since 1994 or whatever it was like she has been my uh, co-builder on a lot of these because I will build the you know the internal uh, parts of it and then I will give it to her and she will cover them and you know like it is a collaboration that uh, gonna try not to cry um, once she is unable to do this uh, mm. I, I'm not gonna make puppets anymore because you know like uh, I know how to sew, but I'm nowhere near as good as she is. And I'm certainly not going to ever find the, you know, nonverbal communication that I have with her because she's my mom, you know, like, and so, uh, and also like, it just doesn't interest me. Like it, when my daughter was born, I had been going through like, uh, a period of uh, frustration with puppetry in general. And I was so excited when she was born to just sort of stop doing it. And then she was born and uh, the photographer uh, that came to take her pictures was like, well, hey, where's the puppets? <laughs> like, let's get some pictures of the baby with puppets because, ba- you know, puppets and a baby, that that's adorable. And so I like I got out one of my pigs and like took this like what is now in her life become uh, an iconic picture that we had to repeat then every six months or what you know like as she was growing, yeah. um, <laughs> and based on that people started <laughs> asking me to build puppets again and I was like I I was so close to getting out <laughs> you know it's like that Al Pacino line. Just uh, like, when I think I'm out, they drag. Yeah, you right, exactly. And you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that there's a little bit of drama, you know, like to that. But like, uh, to a certain extent, I, I think we were doing uh, this monthly show that Erica referenced earlier uh, at the time, and that was pretty much it. Like, it was everything I was doing was self-produced at that point, and I was just I was tired, you know. Um, and then the, 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 the fucking puppets <laughs> like pulled me back in. Um, so anyway, let's go back to talking about bare naked ladies. There's none of this. Go ahead. No, please. Sorry, Aaron, you want to go? No, no. I was just saying like, I, I'm loving this. I think this is fantastic to me. Like it's not often that I get to talk to people who are involved in this. Like, I, I am a musician and I'm a, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a recording engineer and, you know, like we talk music all the time and we love bare naked ladies and we love music, but like, this is an entirely new, like not new, but like new to me, like it's not an art form that I'm as, nearly as familiar with and it's fascinating. So like, I, I want to hear the pup. I could talk puppets all night. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, go ahead. I'm a, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm staring at your, your puppet page right now. And oh. I, 
And there's such beauty and love in each of them and the character. Mm-hmm. And they, they just speak to me. I'm looking at the dog, the, the little brown dog oh. and, the, and the little pig. And I just, I'm in love with that. Like, it's just, yeah, but yeah. I'm a, so I'm a music teacher and I've taught uh-huh. music now. Now I'm, I teach at the collegiate level, um, but I taught elementary and high school music and for 22 years and now college. Um, and I had a puppet the, the power of puppets, I don't think can be underestimated. So I had, there's this woman in New York who she makes stuffed animals called Frankenstuffs. And she takes different pieces of discarded um, stuffed animals and recreates them. So mm-hmm. you can like the head of a lion and the body of a monkey and <laughs> beautiful. And when I met her at a craft fair and she had um, a puppet that was, his name was Miles. All of them had names. And it was the only puppet she had. And I bought him and he had like monkey arms and like he was all just different things. And I kept him in my room, my high school music classroom. These are high school band course. I taught everything. And he sat on my desk and the kids would put their hand, high school kids, they became somebody else when you put the puppet on their hand. And Miles because he was made up of all of these mixed things, like we all have these weird quirks and, you know, some of us are quirkier than others and some of us are missing parts and some of us have been, you know, we have a lot of scars and, and for some reason they were transformed. And I've seen it also at the elementary level where if you could have a kid sitting in the circle and they're afraid to sing they are not afraid to sing when you put a puppet on their hand because they really truly feel that it's the puppet singing and not them. So the fear gets, t- and so there have been my, a dear friend of mine, Heidi, another Heidi, actually it's my husband's first wife, Heidi. We're very close. Uh, we do musical theater together in the summer and everything. She's brilliant director and she is a librarian and she has a deep affection for puppets and she uses them constantly in her library class. She's an elementary school librarian um, and the power in puppetry. It, again, I can't even, it, it's mesmerizing to me at how it brings kids out of their shells it changes their lives. It gives them alternate personalities. It gives them a voice for kids that don't have voices. Um, and so I would ne- like never underestimate the power. I'm gonna get teary of what you and Eric have done in the this in the video and bringing another, letting pu- puppets speak and sit. Like it's just magical to me. Um, it's why when you go see Avenue Q, you don't even really notice. Right. The, right. You know, Kate Monsters, Kate Monster. And my my best friend just played Kate Monster not long ago. I was like, Jen, I forgot you were on the stage. Yeah. I'm yeah. Kate Monster. Like it's it's such a magical tr- and we grew up. I mean, I was born in 74. I grew up with Jim Henson and Sesame Street and the mm-hmm. show. And that it was again, I, I I there's no other word for it for me except for magical. Like it transforms you and well, and to build on that, hey, I like, can't like, think, I just can't, you, I, I get so choked up when I'm looking at these puppets and thinking they're transforming people. So when uh, I was lucky enough to know Carol Spinney 
Oh um, my god. <laughs> Have uh, you seen the documentary? Yeah, Carol? I helped I helped uh, I mean I you know contributed to to funding it. Was it was beautiful. Um, I cry every time. Sorry. Um, so at one point early in Big Bird being Big Bird, he uh to uh, like Carol would fully admit that he was uh clumsy and he you know did not know he was uncoordinated, you know. And he there was a scene that came up um where Big Bird had to dance and he was getting really upset because he couldn't dance. And he was like, he went to one of the other puppeteers, Richard Hunt. And he said, what am I going to do? Like, I, I can't dance. Uh, and Richard said to him, okay, you can't dance, but maybe Big Bird can, you know? And he got in the suit and he suddenly admittedly he only had to dance as well as a six-year-old bird could dance but mm -hmm. like he, you know it, it puppets are magical and they, and like the entire reason that puppets are used in like pediatrics is because somebody noticed in the waiting room in like 1970 or something uh a kid who was probably at the time, you know, they didn't understand about autism or like was nonverbal and was sitting in the waiting room watching Bert and Ernie on screen and talking to the puppets on the screen. And the, one of the doctors were like, like, uh, go and buy some puppets. Like, so they went and like bought some, you know, like hand puppets at the store. And that is why now, you know, pediatricians will sometimes use hand puppets in because, you know, seeing, uh, I, I visited this, the Sesame set like years and years ago. And like, you see like a full grown person underneath the puppet. And as soon as they put, you know, like you get this and you just like see the, those eyes, just as soon as they, they come into view, you focus on that and like you mm -hmm. don't even notice the person's, you know, sitting next to them and whatever. It's it is magic. And well, and like building on that, like there, when I went and saw Avenue Q in I think I saw that one in um, Las Vegas. But the the, the puppets themselves are non expressive. They're right. they're just an open, closed mm -hmm. mouth. You would never imagine that after you've walked out throughout that performance because the actors behind are standing to the side and they're doing all the facial expressions and our minds automatically bring in whatever facial expression the actor is doing and portray it and 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 photo put it onto the yeah. front of that puppet like during the performance i could have sworn that the puppets were expressive and then afterwards my wife's like no they weren't and, and when they came out for their bows i was like Oh my gosh, you're right. They they just move their mouths up and down like holy cow. And to that point, like it's sometimes in movies they will add like CG blinks and things to puppets and it always looks a little strange because, you know, like <laughs> it's not supposed you just like uh, you, right. the puppet we is just... the puppets for who they are. Right, exactly. Are. Yeah. You were going to say something, Erica. <laughs> yeah, I one of my favorite um examples of the the magic of puppets was with c2e2 um uh -huh. i forget the kid's name the teenager do you know what i'm talking about 
no. Oh, wait. So, Somebody had been there. The, the brother. So we had this other show uh, that was uh, a game show that ran for a really long time um, with a different oh, company. Vince. And Vince, thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, so it was this, these, like, two uh, teams. This mom would bring her two teams with them, and the, the younger was very like boisterous and outgoing and interactive and the older one was very quiet and stoic and never really engaged and we got to know them over all the their times coming to the show and then we were doing uh c2e2 here in chicago the chicago comic and entertainment expo and uh noah and another one of our puppeteer partners adam were like walking around doing like you know puppet interacting with to the people that were there and they ran into this kid and started talking to him as a puppet. And he lit up, pulled out his backpack, pulled out a puppet, and he oh. had one with him. And then it was like our relationship with this kid was totally different ever since then. And we like had him like shadow our snore. Like he would come and like come to the monthly shows and like we would try to engage with him. But it was like we didn't know, have the right way to communicate with him until Noah talked to him with a puppet. And then there it was and now he is one of my close friends <laughs> that's why i didn't realize who we were talking about because i forgot that that's how we met him you know but like he has uh because of that you know relationship he has since you know like we go on the local news every now and again mm -hmm. and like he has been with us there several times you know like puppeteering and like he uh uh yeah it and it all came because of that. Like it, it, and that like in the moment was truly magical to watch because we were just walking around entertaining ourselves and trying to like get anybody to talk to. And, and I think, uh, like my puppet had like a Chewbacca bandolier on and Vince's sister was dressed like Chewbacca or something. So we went That's over right. to talk to her just cause they were dressed this, you know, and it's like, it's a comic con. So you're looking mm -hmm. for anything to, you know, latch onto. And, and then Vince, you know, uh, pulled out all this stuff and I was like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's talk to you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You and Erica, how did you meet? Where did you guys meet? Oh, um, good question. Um, uh, I don't know. so <laughs> I, <laughs> I was uh in the improv world for a long time here in Chicago, and through that, um, was I? I made friends with uh with this guy named Fuzzy, um, who then started dating erica and then uh they got married and like uh pretty soon after uh i met erica we like i think i went to a party at your house or something and like i noticed that you had a bunch of bare naked lady cds um, well also what it was i remember actually that the night that yeah. we did meet is because i was obsessed my brother and i are obsessed with dog city we have the whole thing memorized um from the jim henson hour and uh so i started dating fuzzy and was talking about dog city and he'd never seen it and i was like oh my god it's the greatest you know hour of television ever made and then he's like you need to meet my friend noah and i remember we were like at a bar and uh fuzzy was like here 
and then we like geeked out on Dog City. That's right. And then then that you were was like, at... oh wait, bare naked ladies. <laughs> wait, like, was oh, that yeah. at uh the bar across from the on Lincoln, right? Across from the it old playground. Yeah, across from the old playground. Yeah, yeah. One of those. Um, but uh so there was like those two very different specific moments, but like one that like uh, sticks out like a sore thumb in my memory is uh I was doing um promotional work for uh I think Ted Airlines or something. <laughs> And we were driving around <laughs> in this converted ice cream truck in downtown Chicago, like nice. handing out popsicles and beads to people. <laughs> and uh, at the time, Erica was in the same part of the downtown area dressed a as a meter maid. Yeah. yeah. I was doing a different promotional gig, hand, handing out tickets yeah. uh, to an event at Soldier Field or something. Something, yeah. And so from my point of view... Uh, uh, this guy, I think Marshall, was that his name or something like that? Yeah, that sounds right. I don't yeah. remember. I should uh, remember. Yeah. Um, so he, there was no door on the side of the ice cream truck. And so he's like, he's driving along. He says, I'm going to pick somebody up. And we're like, what? And then he leans out his door and hooks Erica with his arm. And she just comes up into the truck with him. And you take it from here because I, that's he what I saw. He was a friend and coworker of mine. Um, we worked at Second City together. I wasn't just randomly getting scooped up from right, weird yeah. drivers <laughs> of ice cream trucks. But uh, <laughs> I like bailed on my promotional gig to join in on theirs for a little while. And um, boy, I mean, the early 2000s was just a time ripe for uh, improvisers to wander around and hand people things on the street. Oh, because yeah. That's how <laughs> I got a lot of my paychecks. I think uh, <laughs> there was another uh, promo uh, that I did for Buick where I was dressed like Tiger Woods uh, and uh, Rebecca Hansen was on that one uh, that's where I first met her uh, Erica and and... Rebecca Hansen of Mystery Science Theater 3000 oh <laughs> alright yeah. um... tie that in <laughs> GPC mm -hmm. um, so Keep like name dropping we're good <laughs> and so yeah like uh, it, it was a crazy time but we met I mean, when... And, yeah, One ahead. time we had to wear, we were doing a promo gig for Shout, the detergent, and we had to all, we were wearing sweatsuits that spelled out shoutedout.com, and we had to stand in this specific order so that it would say shoutedout.com. <laughs> and not something and else. <laughs> it, it was so ridiculous. We would just stand outside of like the news being recorded, hoping that all of us in our big white sweatsuits were going to get picked up. So then when we were moving from gig to gig, like walking around, um, we would try to scramble it so that uh, our words would spell stuff out on the backs of us. We were big fans, but, you know, in Shout It Out, you got tit right there. So that was a never-ending <laughs> humor for all of us. The tit, we would just wander up and be like, what? We're not in our formation? Oh, anyway, uh, so then we just became, like, the best of friends, and uh, we worked together, and I directed for a while that the puppet company was doing improv shows and um, fuzzy was puppeteering in those. And uh, I got to direct it. And then we shifted into this monthly sketch show that um, we did for, I don't remember how long, well over a year, a couple of years, it was two years, two years, um, which coming up with all new material and building all new, you know, my 
back into the head thing was let's try to give Noah as little work as possible in this time period. And Noah would come to everything being like, how can I make this as hard on myself as I can? (laughs) (laughs) Here's what we have. And he's like, or I could create this giant, you know, yada, yada. Uh, So we, was that Snorf? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was Snorf. Snorf. Mm-hmm. The Saturday afternoon monster and piggy slash comedy variety show. Yeah. Um, which is an anagram in there somewhere. Uh, I can do it. Cast would it... write all new sketches. We would rehearse in my dining room and then you know put it up. And the first time we really like put it, you know, in the actual spacing of the show would be the performance. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> it was and uh, I, I will add just as a further tangent like this was the like i don't know seventh project that erica and i uh did together like the first probably the first being the polywag and a bog video but like uh erica married my wife and i and uh was uh the doula when, when we had more? our baby um so like there was a long period of time where if i was going out of the house it was probably to have some sort of meeting with erica like <laughs> and you know like much like the polywag and a bug still being fresh after 20 hours like uh, there was never a period in there where i did not want to go and do that. Like I was always excited to, you know, mm. to go and, and uh, like humans get grumpy, uh, <laughs> but like it would only ever be because of whatever the material was, you know, like, and yeah. so like, and it was always out of love, you know, yeah, like absolutely. wanting the best product and wanting, you know, uh, wanting to see each other. Succeed. I just want to see Noah succeed. That's, that's all I want really. Um, yeah, it's a great friendship, and I, we've had a great working relationship, but ultimately it's a really strong, great friendship. Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, so knowing that you were both huge BNL fans, so we know that Noah emailed the band and got a mm-hmm. response, like, shockingly fast. Yeah. What was your reaction? Like, how did you break the news to Erica? And Erica, what was your initial response upon hearing it? <laughs> that we're going to do a music I... video for BNL. I don't know if I really remember. I think, you know, at this point, I'm definitely not surprised at all over anything. At the time, I probably was some surprised. Um, but after the Wind It Up video, which was so awesome, because we were like, oh my gosh, there, there's your people in this video. Um, <laughs> you know, now I, I, I'm certain that it was probably like, oh, I'm going to email them. And we were like, yes, you should definitely do that. Especially if Fuzzy was like, what do you have to lose? Right. And right. then I'm sure we probably weren't surprised that it was a yes, because the quality of work is so good. And um, we knew we could do it. Uh, and also, like, I'll, I'll add to that, that like uh, Fuzzy's personality just in general, like uh, when I said, I'm going to, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think he, uh, he, his response was probably great do it you know and then like (laughs) and then 10 minutes later i uh i emailed back and said okay i i I did it he said great that's great uh let's see what they say and then 10 minutes after that they responded like you know with an affirmative and i was like they said yes and he probably said great let's figure out how to do it you know (laughs) like that's a great that's a great attitude i mean yeah yeah. that's you know uh, that's the way to do it 
Um, and uh, even throughout, like, uh, the Snorf, this other show that we would do, like, we would be rehearsing in their uh, dining room and, like, mulling over something. And Fuzzy, doing his own completely unrelated, you know, just life stuff in the other room, would sometimes overhear us and just come in and, like, offer this, like, pearl of wisdom that would, like, fix you know, whatever it was that we were doing. And then he would go back to, you know, his own thing. And like, uh, that in itself was like, you know, uh, was brilliant. Like, um, yeah, just to give his full name is Fuzzy Curtis. We haven't said his last name yet. Yeah. He's a brilliant, he's a brilliant filmmaker, brilliant performer. We met doing improv together. Um, we, he and I have done a million shows together. Uh, just a really all-around amazing human being, and I'm the luckiest person in the world because I get to share my life with him. It's Aww. pretty cool. Yeah. And when we were on set, he was... Uh, so we shot digitally, uh, and so whenever they would finish like a card or whatever, I don't know what the media was, um, but like they would give him all of the footage, and he was just basically sitting there all day on set, like category cataloging all this stuff and just like putting it all on a computer and everything. And so by the time we got back to their apartment, like, you know, I think four days later or something, like I took a little break. Um, uh, it was all there, you know, like in, in a folder ready for me to, to work on. And like, uh, it would not have uh, gotten done without these two. Um, yeah, it just, Who they storyboarded the video. Ha, that's very funny. Um, <laughs> um, I can show you the storyboards. They do not match the video at all because uh, I had a very specific, I, you know, worked for days to like down to the beat, like storyboard because I'm a musician and I'm a filmmaker. And so like, I, you know, like, uh, storyboarded out all this whole like narrative i built props you know for it and everything and showed up to the set and uh i had emailed them the day before like two days before and i said great so uh like which shot are we doing first and the director hadn't shown uh the storyboards to any of the crew and so <laughs> we basically just had to shoot b-roll for the entire day. And like wow. the reason it took 20 hours is because we just shot performance footage. Unless I specifically said, okay, I want to do this little vignette. Like it was all just sweeps back and forth over the band playing. And, you know, that could have created like, uh, maybe that's where some of the magic came from is just like watching this band, like, just playing instruments kind of like Emmett Otter, you know, maybe that's why it looks uh, like that because they're just a band playing together. But like that, you know, I had uh, a shot where Ed like jumped out of a tree and like landed, you know, and yeah, like, and, and you see like just the tail end of that, like when he comes in for the rap, like you see him land, but like he, I had, you know, had him like launching off of a branch and was going to like float down. Cause he's a big flying squirrel, you know, like, and like, uh, and they, we just didn't use any of that because the crew just didn't know to do it. And so they, they just knew how to shoot music videos. And so we shot, you know, stuff like that. Well, and that makes the that one there's this one piece in the video it makes it all the more special like 
where the line is that that ever you know that he knows not where he's from uh-huh. and you have the tadpole going from one person to the next and you can tell like even though there's no words going on like he's asking like where am i from yeah, where yeah, am I yeah. from? and each of them going i don't like, know i don't know that <laughs> like tadpole was uh built so i took some of this green foam and i uh that was built on a uh, like a, a surgical tool, like a little a little tiny forceps clamp that like it looks like a scissors, and when you open and close it, the just the tail end just goes beep 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 beep, you know. And so I like I I just like taped it around the edge of this, and it's me hiding, you know, under the frame, just going beep beep with the like <laughs> the little tail end of it, and I I think it was me just going okay, like look at him. And then shake your head and then like move motion over that way or whatever. And cause like we, uh, we just didn't have it. I think that was pro- probably shot wild. Like, I don't think we probably were even like, uh, rolling sound on that or, you know, like, uh, doing playback on that or anything. Um, and that's what we had to do. Like for much of the, uh, video was just to get little shots like that. Um, I will say there's one, shot at the tail end of the video uh and i edited it so it looked like it was in time with the music but um steve smacks jim in the face with his wing <laughs> like at one point and uh that happened because we were it was probably like nine o'clock at night or something and we're doing this shot and because it took so long to like set up and stuff we would just like be you know hams with the with the puppets and just be you know doing whatever and the fox i probably uh i was doing a a, a bill cosby impression uh you know with the and, and which is you know not great now but at the well, time yeah. <laughs> and stacy in the in the owl was literally hitting me in the face with the wing going i have sweat in my eyes let's go i want to get this over you know like and so in the video it was like boom boom and you know like it's him hitting the the fox in the face like so many of those moments i see and i you know remember exactly what we were doing you know in those in those moments on set it was Sorry, I'm just crazy. I've been sucked into your website and looking at your caricatures and your paintings <laughs> and your logos. Mm-hmm. Tin Tracy, a caricature of the uh Bernicket ABC screw would be a good idea. Um to commission. <laughs> like your work is just amazing. Like there's just such there's again, giant rabbit hole. I just keep looking at more amazing things. Well, that brings me to one of the rabbit holes that I went down this week, which I, these guys know I love to give a a nice transition to the to the next week. I'm going to do it early for for two weeks from now. Um, so two weeks from now, everyone, we're going to be discussing. Or no, actually, we'll be recording. It's a month from now for the people listening. We'll be <laughs> we'll be discussing a song that you also then did another video for that Ed recently mm. uh, also posted up. Can you talk a little bit about that? The Rabbit and the Resurrection? Yes. That uh that was great fun. Um that obviously I knew the song and like I, you know, had this rabbit character that was from uh from Snorf as in addition to other things. And like uh a fr- another friend of ours uh, named Arnie um is 
also a huge bare naked ladies fan. And I went to him much the same way. I went to him and I said, Hey, I'm thinking of doing this, you know, cover of, uh, this bare naked lady song. And I sent it to him and he was like, great. Uh, what do you want me to do? And so like it, him, it's him playing the guitar and like, he came over to my house and like played the piano part. And, you know, I have a keyboard and I play piano. Okay. But I'm not great at it. And like, I set him up to record and he went through, uh, you know, like the song once. And I was like, cool. Uh, do you want to lay it down? And he said, did you record that? And I said, yeah. And he said, okay, that, that's it. <laughs> and I listened back to it and it was perfect. <laughs> like I, like he, uh, at one point, um, we did the local news with, um, my main, uh, puppet character, Jameson, where, uh, Jameson was, um, what we had done one, uh, an appearance where the, the uh, the co-anchor was playing piano uh, and like the puppets were all lined up on the piano, like, you know, the Muppets would, um, but she couldn't play piano and she didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> were you there for this, Erica? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was like, you light up my life or something. And I don't think Robin, I was for that one. Robin Baumgartner like could not play piano. And so, uh, Arnie was one of my puppeteers that day. And I said, I said to him, Hey, do you think you could play blind? Um, and he said, probably. And so he put on Jameson's hands and got under the piano and played the song perfectly, you know, like uh, for having gloves on. Uh, and we ended up not using that. So I like, <laughs> I was like, this is too good an opportunity to pass up. So I remembered the old, uh, you know, John Denver and the Muppets Christmas album. And I called you know uh wgn and i or emailed them and i said hey can we come and do christmas this year uh i have an idea for a song and uh the producer there jeff hoover is an amazing producer i'm going way off track here um uh and he always just is like yeah whatever you want to do you, you do great stuff um and so i had arnie get into Jameson's hands and like we were wearing like uh black velvet bunny suits so you couldn't see us at all and like he got under the piano and played blind and I you know sat my elbow on his head and did this like perfect little like have yourself a merry little Christmas you know uh and so when it came time for the uh, rabbit and the resurrection I knew instantly that, you know, I, I, I want to put Arnie in everything I do from, you know, for the rest of uh, time. Um, and he played the guitar and he played the piano and he music directed the whole thing. And he's friends with like this, like, you know, uh, amazing, like had, has to like interrupt a gig to go play for the Dalai Lama bass player. Like <laughs> this, you know, like this amazing upright bass player who played that, uh, you know, bass track. And to Arnie's credit, he s said to him, okay, I want you to do two takes on this. One, where you just play it straight. And two, where you throw in every, like, ham bone, you know, double bass player showing off hook that you can. You know, just every lick that you know. You know, you know. <laughs> and so he did those two. And he's this guy, Kurt uh, Schweitz is such an amazing bass player that he did them 
and they were both perfectly in time. And so we just, you know, like cut back and forth between the two takes, you know, and, um, and I am a drummer. So I like put a little, uh, drum thing on there and it was this perfect acoustic track because I think originally they did it at like a radio station or something. Like there's mm -hmm. a recording of the band playing it, you know, where they're like, we're going to play this once and then never play it again, you know? And so like, we couldn't use that track because it, it, the sound level is not great because, you know, it's a radio station or whatever. And so we had this perfect little track and then, uh, I sang on it and, uh, Arnie sang on it. And my friend Jen, uh, sang a couple parts because as Erica said earlier, all of these characters, that I have, they have their own personality. So if the pig is going to be in the video, regardless of whether my friend Jen is there or not, she, the, she has to do the voice of the pig, you know? Yeah. Um, and so uh, we shot that. That one was very heavily storyboarded. Um, and uh, because everything I do is, or, you know, tries to be. Um, and, the uh, funny little side thing, uh, like as we were going through it, I you know do all my storyboards you know in marker or whatever, and then when I get finished with the shot, I just cross them out and move on to the next thing, and like Jen who plays the pig, like stop. She's like, "What are you do? Why, why are you crossing those out?" And I'm like, "Because we're finished with the shot." She said, "Yeah, but that's that's art. You're like like drawing over this amazing." And I'm like. Uh, there's uh, there's a great <laughs> Victor Borga moment on the Muppet Show where like he does something very trivial and Fozzie's like that's amazing and you know Victor Borga is like oh if you think that's great you should come by and watch me tie my shoes you know like and to that like this little you know storyboard drawing is uh, it's like okay right. what's a utility to one person is gold to exactly somebody. yeah and you know I'm sure they're there are many things that she does and that, you know, anybody does that. Like, I, I'm like, how do you, how do you do that? Um, but so, uh, we got through shooting that and then I edited it and I just put it up and I think either that year or the next year, like Ed, uh, reposted it or retweeted it or something. And I think he was on Facebook like himself for like five minutes or something. And he, I have a screenshot somewhere of like, Ed himself posting it and then like Arnie commenting like I'm you know it's so amazing that you post and then Ed liked that comment or something and so like it's this amazing like uh uh you know inception uh screen grab of like <laughs> Ed liking the comment anyway um and so like that's how that happened and uh this year I was in Michigan with my family and uh, for Easter and we were driving back and I looked at my phone and uh, bare naked ladies. I think Ed just runs the Instagram account himself. Like uh, the Instagram account had posted the video uh, and like tagged me in it and it was only then that I remembered that it was Easter and that I should repost the video. <laughs> I was like, Oh, right. It's, you know, it's time for that again. Um, but yeah, like that, 
I I am as obsessed with that video as I am with Polly Walking the Bog. Like I watch it all the time just because the people in it <laughs> made it so good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and there have been other things that I've like I did uh around the time of Polywog, I did like a camera test in my parents' bathroom of uh I can sing, I think. Uh which I don't know that I ever put out anywhere. Um and then a couple years ago before uh the pandemic, I did um everything had changed uh with the puppets. I did live um which uh I like shot a little rehearsal video. Uh, I don't know if you want to see it. Um, we want to see all yes. the things. Yeah, please. I, I was going to say, like, hang on, let's see. I didn't have to ask. Um, <laughs> I could watch, I like, it. every song done by B&L done with puppets. Uh, like, uh, hang on, let me. Not that you have time for that, but. Right, I mean, I, mean, I don't want to. We wanna... want links. We want, like, we just, we want to, you know, absorb. Let me see if I can find it real fast. Uh and Erica, if you do, you are uh, are you good on time? Also, I, I don't might wanna... have to hop off in a bit because of <laughs> the all of my batteries draining and having okay. no other. Okay, <laughs> I do have to get my son to bed soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, w- uh, I'll show you this, but and no, then we can I'll wrap stay. up. He can stay um, up late, like he's cool. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Mommy loves you. That I can send through Noah of the. Um, when we got to meet the band at the borders, we do have photos of that encounter just to share. Um, I've seen the one picture of the guys with their puppets, but not all of their puppets were done. Um, Mm. Like we have that one picture that's out there that, um, but there's like a couple more from that session. So that'd be um, great. That, uh, that is such an unfortunate photo for me because I am wearing a shirt, which I did not realize at the time. Uh, came about like an inch and a half above my pants. Like you just see like my t-shirt tucked in underneath it. And, you know, like it just looks, Uh, I look ridiculous, you know, trying to cover. I only put that sweater on uh, to cover over the fact that I was wearing like, uh, like a Bare Naked Ladies Are Men tour shirt that I had, you know, had on for like four days or whatever. Um, (laughs) Just so I wouldn't look, you know, like the super geek that I was. Um. Yeah, like you I can't help how you look. Noah. I can't. Like we all know. <laughs> I will say, like in that moment, uh, while they were taking that that picture that that you've all seen, like Ed is standing there with, and I. It was you know seven days before we shot the video, so the puppets weren't finished, and Ed just like he has this squirrel. He's just like, hey, Noah, where's my fucking eyes? You know, and <laughs> and and Kevin immediately the 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 possum just uh the possum just goes yeah you should give him some eyes and take away his mouth (laughs) you know and like the whole day they were just like ragging on each other and it just it was brilliant like jim was you know dutifully holding up the little andy puppet and everything and like uh that all of their personalities shown completely in that moment you know like Ty was very sarcastic, but also very like reverential to the like the you know the puppets and like all of them are so sweet, you know. Uh, great moment memory. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was yeah, it was great. All right, here I have the. Uh, let me show this real fast. Um, no, when when Stephen lifts his wing and he kind of does that, and then he comes. 
Oh my god. I should have had him adjust them with one finger. <laughs> that is such a Steven move. We just saw him a few yeah. weeks ago. He did that. <laughs> I think Steven would get a kick out of watching oh my this. He would love that. And out of all the guys, like so far he has been the most responsive. Too good not to share with the world. I love Tyler's got the inward steps, like he's in West Side Story. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> the sharks and the jet. That was really cool. You should definitely send that to the band. Oh my gosh. Um, my uh like closest confidant outside of my wife, uh her birthday was uh the night that they reunited on the Junos. And like oh. I was at her birthday party and I was like I have to go outside. I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> like I went outside and I was sitting on, you know, on my phone in March or whatever it was like on the street, like looking at my phone. I was like, you know, just like watching and like sobbing inside, watching them, you know, them sing together. And like that, the reunion was a magical moment that I knew was like a fraught with, you know, uh, like all kinds of drama around it, but also was, never gonna happen again so i was like i have to watch you know every second of this and you know ed or steve like going over and leaning on the piano and just like gazing longingly at andy you know like it's just uh, these you know six seven with chris brown like guys just mean so much to me you know (laughs) So I'm I'm really glad that you had me on this podcast because it. Uh, Are you kidding? We we're just so glad. That you <laughs> I never I never get to talk this much, you know. About it's gonna, it's them. It's gonna make me go back and listen to all the albums, and like tomorrow I'll just cry. Just I'll be listening and crying, <laughs> weeping with joy. <laughs> well, our podcast does a breakdown of every song alphabetically, and how many episodes are we up to, Tracy? 220 this this Ooh. one will be 220 right congratulations that's amazing and it'll be released next week what song is next let's see uh peterborough and the coorthas or did you already do that no we did that we did that one um so this episode will come out after the episode for polywog in a bog so the follow-up to that would be p-o- gotta I don't be think it's psycho killer it's oh. the one before psycho what was killer. before oh wait 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 i have my and the one thing i didn't have to do this week is the musical breakdown aaron and i got a break this week normally you we did do music analysis so we we do um mm. no, it would be powder blue powder blue <sighs> yep uh, and then psycho killer so i have a little notebook where i have all <laughs> of the key changes the tempo the beats for like everything um aaron and i Break it down. Is Psycho Killer from from Buck Naked? Is that yeah? Yeah, it is. I'm yeah, we Steve, do all the deep dives. and I'm Ed. Uh, oh, uh, this uh, my daughter would uh, uh, slay me if I didn't uh, tell this. Uh, she uh, and I have uh, recently um, obs- obsessed over uh, Roadrunner. Like uh, we <laughs> last summer, we drove to. Uh, That'll be coming An up amusement in two weeks. park uh, uh, up uh, in the suburbs, and like every trip to to uh, Six Flags, like we just listen to all of the live versions of Roadrunner that there are, just to get like 
you know, Tyler's weird, you know, like improvs in there, like the, <laughs> their improvs, I know maybe, you know, better than the actual, you know, actual songs. Like, uh, I sing the, the Jedi verse in one week. Like every time I, you know, hear that song, like, it's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I could go on for way too long. You should have me back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anytime anytime it was, a, it was an honor you, and a pleasure talking to both you, of you you pick a song that you want to geek out on you let us know please yeah please absolutely come back yes come back and talk we just <laughs> you, have yeah. song for an hour and a half we go on a lot of tangents we talk about the lyrics <laughs> the analysis weird stuff um the weird owl uh we oh my god find they we might be giants so, somewhere uh, I mean, it, best time. when you get to Everyone's, you, I might be interested in Uncle Elwin. Oh, oh so. yes. <laughs> you got it. It's yours. He's about maybe 45, 55, 60. <laughs> so, by the way, I want, I'm so glad we're doing this episode tonight because I kind of needed a little pick me up. And I, I rewatched the video in preparation for the episode, and that really cheered me up. So, thank you. Uh, both Noah and Erica for your work on that. It's it's been a real mood lifter. Thank you, absolutely. Of course, yeah. Um, but I I also I wanted to before I forgot I wanted to ask. So you had mentioned that you you were at one point doing a live show regularly. Do you have any shows or projects or anything coming up that you'd like to let people know about? Where can they reach you for more information, uh, et cetera, et cetera? I don't. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing anything. <laughs> I mean, that's um, fair. <laughs> you, I would say check out the website. Know, there's a lot no of one... videos yeah. online. Like, there's a lot of really great archive material and special one-off videos that the puppet company's yeah. done that is hmm. available to, to watch. The puppets so. are on Instagram and on YouTube it. and on Facebook. Nice. And, yeah, I found the YouTube channel. And um, yeah, like uh, next time I. Uh, do anything with you know some significance i will post it somewhere like especially through the pandemic like we brought snorf back for like 11 weeks i think during the uh first part of the pandemic but like we took a monthly show and did it once a week and after 11 weeks we burned out on it and you know mm -hmm. like took off for the 4th of July and then never came back to it because yeah. we were like, <laughs> especially uh, what was happening right around, you know, like right around that time. Like we were just like, we yeah. do not have the power or the wherewithal and it is not our place to heal the world right now. You know, like, um, and so that was sort of the last thing. Um, my cat is tearing up everything, uh, uh, that we, that we did. And there are some projects in the works that, like, uh, I don't really want to talk about yet. But, like, as soon as they are made known, uh, I will, you know, uh, let people know about them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let us know and we will yeah. post that as well. We will let people know. Definitely recommend going out and looking at all those videos and songs and everything that's on the YouTube as well as the just the regular web page. Uh, I, I spent a good part of my lunch today really enjoying that as well as throughout the week. What about Thanks. you, Erica? Do you have anything that you would like to plug? 
Uh, the only thing I have to plug is that if you're in the Chicago area, She's Crafty is playing um, Midsummer Fest at Andersonville on Saturday, June 11th at 5.30 p.m. on the center stage. And it's going to be a family-friendly show, so the curses are going to be edited out <laughs> by ourselves. No. that <laughs> 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 we're not going to do Get It Together. But, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and our website is She's Crafty, com. so we'll be posting nice. other upcoming shows. And then we tour around the Midwest. Awesome. And y'all, y'all have been on. in like a, there was a, a documentary or something about MCA, right? That you guys were uh, like, never mind. <laughs> we went to the Beastie Boys story uh, mm-hmm. taping in New York, and were interviewed interviewed afterwards by Lance Banks, which didn't make it into the Apple TV uh, edit. But we're hoping that if they do release a special edition DVD, that they'll they will include some of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm nice. a huge Jagass fan, so yeah. I was geeking out about Lance Bangs the whole time. And you know, anyways, it was 3 a.m. in the morning. You know, we were like, "We're so tired. Let's talk to this camera." Yeah, <laughs> worth it. No regrets. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for yeah, being willing to do this for, for having us. us. Such what a pleasure great. to have you on the show. So great thank to meet you, you both. Well, thank you. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're thank very you. welcome. Thank Good you night. You too. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks, that was fun Don't forget, no regrets Except maybe one It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.